This is Barely Legal. Hi there, I'm Eva Even. And I'm Bari Sedona. And on today's episode of Barely Legal, we're going to be talking about a case called Santo Sacaria v. Garland. Which was argued on January 17th of 2023. It's about Leon Santo Zacharia, who is a native of Guatemala who was seeking asylum after being after being told that she was going to be deported in 2018. Mm-hmm. So she filed for stay of relief of deportation under mm-hmm. past persecution on account of her sexual orientation and gender gender identity. She is a trans woman. And in Guatemala, she was sexually assaulted at 12 years old, and she was threatened with death. Her, yeah, yeah, so the immigration judge denied her application on account of past persecution mm-hmm. because the judge said, look, one assault does not... Not enough. It's, it's not enough to meet the definition of past persecution, persecution in order to prove that in the future you might also be persecuted mm-hmm. if, you're, if you have to return. Mm-hmm. She also applied on the basis... For relief under the Convention Against Torture, which basically obligates countries who have signed the treaty, including the United States, to prohibit and prevent torture and cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. And her claim here was that if she returned, she would be tortured by the Guatemalan government, which the immigration judge to that said flat out, no, that's not going to happen. Like they're not going to torture you. Yeah, there's n- they said there's no proof of that happening. Yeah, I mean, I think this case seems irrelevant. It's difficult to understand. It's a lot of legal jargon and administrative stuff. She's just going through these motions of filing mm-hmm. and appealing and being denied doing it again. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's still relevant. I think we have to ask ourselves what all these hoops mean in our system. Mm-hmm. I think especially I don't I don't think immigration court is talked en- about enough. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, like Eva mentioned, these hoops that you have to jump through in order to become a citizen or resident of the United States even, you know, what what implications do those hoops have? Should they be wider hoops <laughs> or should they perhaps be smaller? And I think mm-hmm. that's what the case is looking at here, which we'll talk about is some procedural stuff. So I understand, you know, these facts are a bit confusing, but I think at the root of the issue is how far should these procedures go in limiting people from being able to immigrate yeah. immigrate to the United States? So her next step after that immigration judge denied her claim for relief, mm-hmm. she appealed to the Board of Immigration Appeals, which also dismissed the appeal. But they did say, they said, hey, this assault that you went through, it was enough to establish past persecution. The issue is that you have been returning to Guatemala. You've returned several times since you moved to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And that that seems to show that, you know, you don't really have anything to fear. I think also with that in particular, and that's where the issue comes in here, mm-hmm. the Board of Immigration Appeals use some independently found facts, yeah. which they're not supposed to do under procedure. Mm-hmm. And because of that issue, that sort of that issue, along with another one, which when she filed to the Circuit of Appeals, they denied the petition to review the board's determination that she was that she wasn't, wasn't eligible. eligible. And the reason they denied that is because of a U.S. statute that prohibits federal appellate courts from hearing and reviewing cases unless someone has exhausted all administrative mm-hmm. remedies available to them. 
she didn't end up filing for reconsideration, which... Yeah, so she was supposed to exhaust every possible... And so the court is kind of trying to determine whether or not this appellate court could review the case, even if um, she didn't exhaust all the options because the board had independently found those facts. So it's sort of two procedural issues going hand in hand. The board found independent facts, which led them to believe that Lucky returned several times, you know, voluntarily this does, this claim doesn't make sense and mm-hmm. we rebut the claim as the government. And then the other side of it, which was she didn't end up exhausting all measures. Yeah. And again, reconsideration is time consuming. Yeah. It's rarely ever granted. And not only that, but even if you are granted reconsideration, you can still be deported and you'll have to fight for your case in another country. Which, which if she is truly afraid of persecution, heading back to Guatemala, would be an issue. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I think that's what, you know, the court is hearing here is you know, where where do we draw the line between these procedural issues, especially when it comes to, you know, someone's safety, for example, in a case like this. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's important, again, like Eva said, a lot of people aren't really talking about this case and or many immigration cases. At all. Yeah. And I, I think it, you know, it makes sense because there are some flashier cases this term, mm-hmm. you know, some that we've talked about, students for fair admissions, for example, mm-hmm. even more V. Harper, things like that, that I think are easier for us to sort of wrap our minds around because just, they're not so... It feels more palatable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I think you can boil it down to one answer, but I think a case about immigration like this leads us to be a little bit uncomfortable with, you know, what our... What is our responsibility thinking. here? Yeah. And, and to I be over or anything, really. Yeah. And I think especially as people who are, you know, citizens who have parents who have come here to the United States, you know, immigrated here, I think that also puts us in a position of questioning the immigration process as a whole, um, especially as it applies to these rules in particular. Definitely. And, you know, the way I was, I think we were talking about this earlier, if our real goal as a country is to make sure that people are immigrating legally and they're doing Mm -hmm. things, you know, by the law, by the book. Is it beneficial to keep so many hoops in the way, Mm -hmm. you know, that people have to choose to to jump through? Yeah. And I I think it'll be interesting to see how the Mm -hmm. court decides. And I think, again, it's it's not good to understate, you know, the implications that this case will have because the implications will be great. And perhaps maybe all of us, you know, listeners, Eva and I included, are not going to be the ones who are feeling that direct impact. Mm -hmm. But there are people, you know, people who are, hoping to become citizens of the United States who will be feeling that impact. That's all we have for you today. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.